Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Fans of Power Podcast, the only weekly dedicated podcast from He-Man and She-Ra and everything in between. I'm Brian Ozone, and I'm here with my guys like always, Tyler Baker and Joe Amato. Hey guys, what's going on? What's new? And uh, what's going on? How are you? Good, good. I, I suggest everybody either going to their local Hallmark store or going online. You can finally get a He-Man ornament. After all these years, we finally have one. And yeah, I actually, I, have- bought, I actually bought my. I have, well, I set my uh, my phone to uh, remind me months ago when they announced it, and uh, I, I actually bought mine on Hallmark.com. So I bought two, and they're on their way. So I can put one on the tree, and I put one in my He-Man room. Perfect. So everybody can get their ornament. Yeah. So I, know, I know Tyler's probably going to get one. He's probably going to like alter it to become Lizard Man with a little bit of sculpting and painting. Isn't that what you're going to do? <laughs> little, uh, uh, and, uh, put a little face in its stomach for Dialamug. <laughs> uh, now that that if we if we get a Dialamug revealed by Super Seven, I'd have to make that the star of my tree from now on. <laughs> the star. Yeah, the, the star of my tree, which I, I I've got like a. Uh, a, a multicolored star I bought at like Target like four years ago, and I would be more than happy to put Dialamog with his arms out, with his <laughs> his evil smile, smiling, Dude, you know, on top of my. When I'm, at, when, I'm, when I'm at New York Comic Con, and if they reveal Dialamog, I will take it and I will put it on one of those, uh, one of those uh, pigeons, those uh, uh, pigeon birds, whatever. What were they Will called? Messenger pigeons? birds. Yeah, yeah. And, and it will directly come to you. And I, you know, and, and I will just I will just sense it in the air. I can smell there's a pigeon on the way, and I'll go out on my porch, <laughs> and it's just like the store delivering babies. It just drops right into my hand in like this kind of like small white blankie. You will get <laughs> you your know? dream come true, brother. If I and see I it, up the sun like Rafiki and, and Simba, and the sun's gonna shine down on my face. You know, it's gonna it's gonna feel wonderful and. Hallelujah is going to be playing somewhere in the background when I walk outside. Too. Like it's <laughs> it's going to be cloudy, ugly outside, but the sun will be shining right on my front porch when I receive right. dialogue from Brian from New York. Hey man, I hope you get your wish come true, man. You know, I got mine with Cobra Con, uh, the CamoCon, you know, and I hope you know Joe gets his meteor orb and you get your uh, dialogue, you know. Yeah, I think it's about time we finally get a, a meteor orb, and I'm. I, I, oh, uh, definitely. It's well overdue. I, 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 I would, I would wipe away anything else that I've wanted, because obviously there's, there's, I'm all for the obscure characters like Lodar and things like that. But if we get at least one meteor, that to me is considered a success. Again, I like, uh, I, I've heard to the grapevine a couple of years ago that there was one sculpted, and uh, supposedly it was Comet Cat, and hopefully. It's revealed, or hopefully it's said that it's going to be made. So let's uh, cross our fingers and hopefully we get it as a pack-in. Maybe a two-pack of the Meteor Robes. You know, there's ten of them, so maybe we'll get five two-packs. I'd like to have hopefully. Gorilla and Comic Cat in the same, or Crocobite. Crocobite. <laughs> Those are Crocobite, cool. Joe? Oh, well, I was, oh yeah, it's Crocobite. That's one of them, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd prefer, I'd prefer to have Crocobite or Gorilla. If they if they make another one besides Comic Cat, but um, that or God willing a Spider and Azrock two pack. <laughs> You're gonna keep pulling for them too. Again, more characters yeah, that would I mean, be that's, great. The, the, when you get your Lizard Man, there's always another version of Lizard Man <laughs> that you desperately want. Azrock and Spider <laughs> and Dialamog. It just it just keeps going and going and going there. So yeah, I uh, there's always a. Oh, by the way, a dream has been fulfilled to finally have Night Stalker on the shelf with Jitsu. Riding, cool. you know, riding in the cockpit. Oh. How cool is his neck articulation? I, I, when I, when I opened that up and saw all the articulation in his neck, like I've got him, you know, you know, kind of up in the air, kind of leaning back with his neck kind of tilted up at an angle. And it is, I, I cannot tell, I rearranged my entire Evil Warrior shelf just for Jitsu and Night Stalker. And it looks, it is, to, to, to quote a very popular movie, you will never find a more beautiful hive of scum and villainy than what's sitting on my shelf right now. I tweaked it a little Dude, bit I, there. They, they, so do they, forgive they, me, they, Sir Alec Guinness. They knocked it out of the park with that articulation. I mean, I was really thrilled with the neck articulation. It's it's something – It's I mean, you know, I, I knew they would do a good job, but, I mean, they really did a great job with that neck articulation. I mean, it, it is really, really nice. 
uh, it's so something. That being yeah. said, though, we must have Strider. So Super Seven, make oh, it happen. Right. Throw it forward together oh, here. Well, it's just a paint job, basically. So it's definitely on its way. I figure next year we'll have them. Yeah, so are like you guys it. using the mask for Night Stalker or I, no I, mask? Like, good, I have but I, like I have to go with the traditional look because Strider wears the mask. Night Stalker yeah. doesn't. It looks good, but mm. as of right now, no, I'm not using the mask. Well, I I have my mask on, but I have yet to I have yet to uh, rearrange my uh, my evil lawyer's uh, uh, stage or whatever you want to call it, and uh, I have yet to put Jitsu in it. Um, waiting for uh, the perfect moment for that because it's going to be grand spectacular, you know. Oh, uh, you know, I really wish Super Seven would would give us like some some backgrounds for our figures, you know, like either filmation inspired, yeah. YP well, inspired, or that, or even like mini comic inspired. You know, something like an interior of Snake Mountain, and in, I mean, uh, a website called ToyStages dot com. They do that, but yeah. I, I would love to have a backdrop of the filmation Snake Mountain. It, that, that's something out. that disappointed me. I mean, as much as I'm not a fan of what Scott did with all the bios. Um, I mean, it was cool to read, but I mean, I don't understand why Mattel dropped the bios on all the figures lately. It, I mean, I, what I, does I, that I, have to do with what I was talking about, Brian? Well, you said bios. That's I did not I, say bios. I said backgrounds. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, it's uh, oh, yes. Words on the back of a car are clearly the same thing as the is a filmation style Snake Mountain for the background. I mean, I. He didn't, I yeah, think. Brian, Brian, he didn't mean like a background for a character, like their backstory. He meant like background images. That's what he meant. Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool too. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. Like, it's like, Brian, what are you doing? Well, some reason to slam the bias. Like, I can understand that. <laughs> no, I mean, I, just, hey, he, listen. I'd imagine like Brian's Scott's, a Scott's, Scott's, Scott's not around to destroy him. So, I mean, It'd be it it would definitely be fun to read them, but you know, whatever. But um, yeah, great figure, great great figure, and uh, General Sunda with those three extra heads, amazing. I mean, when they come out with the single carded horde trooper, man, they better make a million of them because there's going to be so many people. It's going to want more and more. The the price, man, because I can't afford to pay forty bucks or thirty. Yeah, I know. I know. Horde trooper, you know, I. I, uh, that's what broke my heart the first time they came around. I was like, it, I could only afford one and I just wanted to cry. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it this stuff always comes out so close. All the good stuff always comes out so close to Christmas time. Christmas, like, right, right. Why should all this stuff come out like in, you know, the middle of summer or in, yeah, you know, that, April well, or isn't, March? Isn't ra, ra, the Roton supposed to Roton? Whatever, sorry, whatever, however you say it, Roton, isn't that coming out in Christmas time too? I mean, it, that's going to be like a $50. Because I think the only we're getting in December is Clawful Filmation. That's it? So, ro- the, the, November we're getting, um, the, the Roton and Skelcon. And I think Tuscador's due out right. in October, I think, along with right. Filmation. But I mean, even still, like, you know, like, like, November's still Christmas season. Like, you're still buying gifts. You know what I mean? Like, well, you start, uh, but it, it's, it, as long as it's not like Castle Grayskull, where it comes out. Oh, yeah. Like $300 price tag. Bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you might as well just went outside and hanged yourself. I know. Yeah, well, at I least know. That, that, that was I painful. Mean, most people had like you know, the, no no issues like Brian does. But, but. <laughs> sorry, but, but yeah, uh, no. But, that owes on cash. That owes on money. He, he can get everything he wants. You know, there's some poor people like me. I can't afford nothing. So Brian, remember, you got good friends out there, and you're talking about Christmas and being in the Christmas spirit and giving. You always remember, you got a good friend, Joe. Man, he, he'll take any figure. You go ahead. <laughs> remember that. Put me on I the picture, list. Like yeah. Brian is like Scrooge McDuck, and then Joe is like. Uh, Damon Wayne's playing the bomb on In Living Color, you know, the guy with the, <laughs> you know, carrying like the big jar of pickle juice. Hey, sorry, the juice. Well, hey, man, let me show you this. <laughs> you know, yeah. He'll take any figure from, from Scrooge, Scrooge McBrien there. That's right. Well, beyond yeah. these figures, um, fans, if you can bear with us for one minute and 39 seconds, we got we got a voicemail, I think, from Roboto or his long-lost cousin or something. You guys have just – you have to hear this. Here's the recent viewer voicemail Roboto. we got. And then we're going to try, try to reply to it as best as we can. So here we yeah. go. Yeah. Let's listen. 
Tyler, did you want to try to cover that first? What do you, what do you say? I hope so. I hope so, Tyler, because I'm speechless on this. <laughs> I, I think I could probably understand Tom Hardy and Dark Knight Rises better. <laughs> but I, I did get remnants of, of movie figures and, yeah, and of course that's, that's, that's like, I, I can, I can pick out a needle in a haystack if it comes to the movie figures. So, yes. young <laughs> sir, whatever it was, if you're talking about movie figures, then, you know, you have my yes. full support there. So, obviously, I, I'm thinking, hopefully, maybe that's something we get revealed as, like, hey, boys and girls, we've got the movie license here, you know. Yep. I'll right. take them all. For whoever called, I'll take them all. Because I thought I heard you mention Warlord. I thought I heard the Air Centurions and Karg. So, yeah, I think he was, you know, talking about the movie figures. It was a little rough to hear. But, um, yeah, if they, re- you know, reveal any of them or a movie line, I'm all for it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is something cool. But the only thing that scares me is that, unfortunately, the only toy, toy, uh, uh, like, um, toy store we have is Toys R Us. And, uh, they're pretty iffy about the, uh, Masters of the Universe toy line. I oh, mean, so you're talking ahead of Toys R Us. No, 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 but, I mean. <laughs> this picture, picture um, Brian goes down to, uh, you know, was it, uh, <laughs> Times Square to Toys R Us and he's got a meeting with the it's big It's not there no more. It's, it's gone. <laughs> Oh, it is. Oh, well, there that one. It's like send Mr. Yeah. Ozone in here. It's like, but no, but seriously, but uh, on a serious note though, but like the uh, the spin blades uh, with all the peg warm is pretty much. Oh, yeah. we we know that crazy stuff. Pretty much, pretty much hurt the uh, you know the Masters of the Universe line, and then with the um, with the two packs with the uh, the DC and the um, and uh, the Masters figures, they were also peg warmers, so. To warm the hearts of Toys R Us, there's going to have to be a lot of sitting down and talking to about. And um, I mean, I, 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 I truly believe in my heart that if there is a movie, I do believe the toys will sell. But they're going to have to really convince Toys R Us to carry these figures because because of the past. Um, I believe they're, they're really, really scared to to buy in bulk these figures that may just sit on the shelves again. I think they'll yeah. do it though. I think that I'll have faith in them because um, I, as I, I, recently, I hope, I hope they do too. I mean, I, I, honestly, I hope they do. But it's just, you know, looking at their perspective, it's it, it may not happen. For the fact is, is that they don't want to, you know, waste space on something that may not sell. I mean, I don't it's think they're concerned about that. Good on any Toys R Us. Look, the majority of the crap that they're oh, selling of course. now. Yeah. I don't think I mean, they're really going to be too concerned of a brand new look of He Man to put to, to dedicate a small small. I blame I blame Mattel for an expensive item that was disproportionate with the DC figure. It was, a, it was a stupid. It was a good idea, but a bad execution. And I'd say by the people who are 
running Toys R Us right now probably don't even remember the 2002 He-Man toy line. I hope not. Well, you know, I I do believe that if if the movie comes out, it's done well, it does good, the toys will sell. I don't, but I I look at how poorly movie toys sell, and they don't work. And I feel like a line that's it. I think a line that's just strictly He-Man related could probably sell a lot better than something that's related to the movie. I mean, look how how many superhero movies that come out in the last couple of years, and from Batman, Spider-Man, Superman to Avengers. I mean, they're they're all like clearance figures. Everything from Spider-Man to Batman to Thor to Captain America to Superman is just it's it almost feels like it would. It would have to be lightning in the bottle, I think, for a, a, a. It would only be really good with us. You Can know, I complain? I, Let me tell you something. I got an O on my chest, and don't stand for Oracle. It's for Optimistic Joe. I have faith in it. I have faith that if these figures would come out, I know that the fans would just go in there in droves to go buy them. Because here's a little thing: well, the fans it's not much. Sure. Yeah. Now here's the thing: it, it's not much, but it's still something. Masters is back in sorts at Toys R Us. And those are the loyal subjects, little figures. Those are at Toys R Us right now. And people have been going there like crazy to buy them. And sure, I know it's, you know, a lot of them sell more because, you know, they, they're blind boxed, you know, if you will, right. or bagged and you can't see, but people are still wanting them. So I've been seeing that recently. And then that's going to make me now go to Toys R Us because I, I just seen everybody talking about it today and I didn't realize that they're and they all have about- actually been selling out because, uh, yes. you know, people said that, yeah, it's at this store and then they're, People said that they went back to that store and they were gone, so they are yep. selling. So, so there you go. And nothing against loyal subjects at all, because I heard a lot of people saying that they were getting some figures and feet were broke, arms were popped off, and there was like a couple. Oh issues. yeah, I, but, I, I got a figure. I got a figure that uh, is missing an arm. Here's here's the thing. That's a, yeah, this is a, in a way you know, a, a positive thing. It's nothing negative against loyal subjects. This is for every toy company because what's weird is i don't know what it is with blind bagged and these box figures from other companies i remember getting um i don't know if it was mezco or who put it out they had some of those blind bagged horror figures and there was like jason and there was freddy and some others and there was pennywise and pennywise is that crazy clown from uh it It, yeah yeah and i think there was a chase one well i bought one thing, because I was hoping to get a Jason. Would you believe I got the Chase Pennywise, but his arm was broke right off. It couldn't be popped oh. back on. So that Chase one that was worth a lot of money is not really worth a lot now, but that's another company. So I don't know what it is yeah. with blind bag figures. Maybe they just pop around and shake in the box. I think that's what it is. They're just shaking in a box in there. So it, it just yeah. happens. You know, I wouldn't want, I'm just trying to say, I know some people are really mad at, you know, saying loyal subjects are putting out some really bad figures. No, they're not putting out bad figures. I just think it's the blind boxed feature. Well, you know what it is too. It's also people ripping through the bags trying to fig, you know, trying to, trying to, uh, hey, you know, shake. feel, you know feel who's in it, you know, you know, cause I mean, you, you know, you can definitely tell evil in from someone else because of a headdress and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I mean, but things happen too. Like, I got a He-Man in a blind bag, and he's missing an arm. So I wrote to them, and uh, they're gonna send me a whole new He-Man. So and that's cool of them to do that. That's really cool. Of them yeah, to do that. yeah. They, uh, you know, they just said take a picture, send it to them, and I did. And uh, you know, they owe me. I got, I actually got, I got He-Man, Trapdoor, and uh, Beastman, and they're really cool figures. They're actually really, really cool. And Thundercats is supposed to hit in November, so. There you go again with another cross line. So it's pretty cool, you know, the uh to have them again. So Okay. We'll see, so there it is. So Toys R Us in a way has He Man back. It's been selling well, so that's something. But um well, beyond all that, I figured it'd be time to do our little character profile, little background on somebody. A character that didn't get a lot of, let's say, screen time and the what he did wasn't too impressive and he didn't get much or I'm sorry, he didn't get any in MYP, and that's Spikor. Now, Spikor, he's a real, he's a big cult character. I, I mean, people love that guy, and they wish they could have got more from him. But, as you know, we got a great vintage figure. You know, he had a, his, his attachment, if you will, his trident, was on his other side. You know, I just, I noticed that. I looked at, like, <laughs> how, like, Hurricane Hordak, Trapjaw, Roboto, and main characters. I think they had their stuff on their right arm, but Spikor had his on his left. So that was right. kind of like, I guess, a different thing. But, yeah. I mean, that yeah. was, like I said, a good character in toy form. Then he, unfortunately, in Filmation, 
Um, I'm going to pass. I'll tell you what, Brian, let me pass it to you because I want to see what you think of not only just filmation, but other thoughts on Spiker. Go ahead, Brian. You go ahead because I know I can. All right. Well, I think like the, 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 the filmation version of Spiker was kind of goofy. Um, to me, he could have been a really scary character. I mean, just looking at him, I mean, he's, he's treacherous. He's, he's got spikes everywhere. I mean, he's a walking weapon besides his trident. I mean, you get a headbutt from him, you're getting spiked, you know, by three, five different spikes. Right. Um, uh, I did see, uh, concept art of him and of 2000X, like the 2000X version of him and, it was amazing. I mean, if he if there was another season and he was introduced, I think he would have been tremendous. I mean, he would have been huge. Uh, and hopefully they they would have uh, not given him like the clawful, uh, you know, dumbed down yeah. attitude. Yeah, yeah. You know, I um, I, you know, I, as a, as a, as a kid, I loved the figure. I thought he was really cool. I loved. I just loved it. Um. He's one of my favorite villains. Uh, again, no, but, it, you know, I, as a kid, I didn't really notice the stupidity of him, um, in, in the cartoon, but as an adult, going back and, and revisiting the cartoon, yeah, he was, he was dumbed down. He was, you know, it, he, he could have been so much more, uh, evil. Um, and again, he's a walking weapon besides his trident. I mean, really, mm -hmm. he, he, he could have just rammed into you and, 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 and done damage. Um, going on again to like the MYP, he would have been great. Uh, I think he, he would have been one of Skeletor's, you know, main men. Uh, maybe he could have been one of the smarter people. Uh, maybe something like a, a, a bounty hunter like Tuvar and Badra. Uh, but, you know, we, we never got that. So, unfortunately, you know, it, it's just to our imagination. So, yeah, it definitely does. Uh, it, it's something I wish we would have definitely gotten along with other things as well. But uh, that's, that's pretty much all I have to say about that, you know. Now right. that, you know Tyler, what do you think? I got a lot of sentimental attachment to him because I got him for my third Christmas along with Cobra Con, Hordak, Fisto, and Whiplash. So that was the one Christmas I got the vintage He-Man toys for Christmas. So okay. I, uh, I, I got a lot of, um, nostalgia for him, especially. Um, but I, I, I thought the character was, was so, was so cool and beat him to be able to, you know, twist his body in the trident, you know, shoots out. Yeah, that was cool. It, it yeah. was his, the texture of all the spikes on him was just so cool. The very menacing face, um, the color scheme was was just so, just that. I mean, it stood it, out. It stood out. I mean, a character that's essentially all purple, you know, and it's not uh, a, a light and fluffy Shira character. Not knocking Shira here, but it's a character that's extremely, you know, when you see him in the Spike or Strikes mini comic, this looks like a serious badass. A guy yeah. that's you know all purple, but he's covered in spikes. I mean, and I, you know, I, I, I find it hard to kind of deal with the idea that he has a, a body armor of spikes because his head is covered in spikes too. So I'm right, I, it's, it's kind of like a skin condition, you know? Yeah, well, I think it's almost like, because the concept of him was like a porcupine kind of character. If you look in right. concept yeah, yeah, drums, yeah. he starts out as like a porcupine kind of thing that eventually turned into a just a very menacing character that's just covered in spikes. So, um, when you talk about Tyler, when you said about you know like it being an armor, you just mean like how it looked as for a figure, or was it said he was supposed to be wearing armor, or what? No, nah, it's just one of those things that was uh, I think thrown out in the bios, which I'm not trying to reference. That I'm just I know I think people may may kind of look at that as as a possible description, but to me that kind of falls short because you could believe that a character. You know, was wearing a suit of armor that's covered in spice, but when his head, like he has spikes right, coming head, out of his face, head, everything, right, it, it seems kind of like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's like he is, you know, like it's just one of the things. Is like why question it? Why give a reason as to why strong arm has a large arm? Why, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of things that just don't even. Spike is just one of those characters that you could probably you can get away with explaining trap job. You can get away with explaining. You know, uh, maybe Blade if you wanted to, but I'd rather not know. 
but but Spiker's definitely one of those characters that he's perfect the way he is, and and that's you establish him as someone who's definitely a brute force in the mini comic by someone who burns down an entire village just to get He-Man's attention, just so we can fight him. It's a very solid way to introduce this character to kids as one of the uh, as a, a, a very serious threat for He-Man when you're doing your battles with your as as a child or or looking at it now when you're you're trying to do a little background check on some of these characters if you're reacquainting yourself and saying this guy is established as, as like you know what this is not a well I mean uh, and, and and to be honest too the main comics really didn't display the the villains as is incompetent buffoons for the most part um, no which the, just no no. No, yeah, many like, comics really did it. On a rare occasion, justice. you had maybe some of them kind of act like a little bit of a simpleton, but for the most part, they were all very competent guys that could, you know, rip you a new one if they saw you, you know, you right. know walk the evergreen forest or the Mystic Mountains. And you but, know what's funny is even if Tyler, even if in the mini comics, like sometimes, I mean, I mean, sure, some were very serious, some were just corny, you know, like I mean, anything can be. But what's weird is. Yeah, Leech. We'll, we'll maybe get to some of that eventually. But uh, well, like that was the later on, the the, the, oh, yeah. the later the mini comics. The drawings yeah. of him is what seemed really frightening at times. Like I think it was in the Terror Claws uh, Strike or whatever that one mini comic. Yeah. If I'm saying it right, that one he looks scary. Not only that, it was cool to see him as a blacksmith. I love that idea of yes. like maybe him yeah. being a blacksmith yeah. and a warrior at the same time. Because Spike or like, it, what's strange about him is. The way he has been depicted, like sometimes his trident is part of his arm. Sometimes his trident is used as a separate weapon that he holds. Sometimes it's on the other hand. Sometimes he does. It, you ever notice the amount of differences yeah. that Spike or has and how it could be slightly confusing at times? And it's, it's, it's almost like it, it it's, it's, it's kind of one of those things because it, it's, it's depicted completely different in Spike or Strikes where his trident is a weapon that he's actually holding. And what yeah. looks like his cover is his replacement of his hand is actually a little kind of cover for his wrist, so he can kind of keep it locked on. But you look in the the Terror Claws mini comic, and he has like different attachments, like he's got a hammer, for yeah. hammering you know, right. hot, hot, freshly made armor and weapons. I like that, and it's it's cool. It's like a, a kind of a, a take on Trap Jaw. This guy, you know, and, and, and it's 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 interesting to give, and they did it in NYP where you know. But I don't, you know, we're not going to get back into that again about Triclops. But to to give certain traits to the evil warriors, to make, you know, I always like to think of Trapjaw as being the guy who's a weapon specialist because that's what he does for himself. Wizard of weapons. Why wouldn't he right. be the guy who's in charge of making different types of guns? Spike or to create the terror claws or, or many assorted swords and weapons that are stronger and, and crafted from stronger uh, metal and things like that. It's just a cool thing that he 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 probably. You know, helps construct blade and triclops' swords. You know, and, and helps you know, make them stronger or uh, a sharper metal, or, or, or you know, just it's just it, you just let your brain kind of run wild with that idea that he's, you know, probably the source for a lot of uh, uh, sharp weapons. He's a weapon, like a blacksmith again. You know, like Joe said. You know, you know what could even be cool if you would have. I mean, if they would have tried some evolution, this might sound real corny, and and I I appreciate if it does sound corny, but. <laughs> I, it, well, I mean, do because, like I said, it's just—it's a corny, goofy idea. I keep thinking of the character, like, like I said, he seems so different in some of his depictions. That what if he was, let's say, hypothetically, if they wanted to try to do another spin on him, that in MYP, even though you know Brian said he's seen concept, you know, pictures of him, but what if they wanted to try something with his spikes? Meaning, what if he was a character that, you know, maybe he could be super agile and be like an acrobat to flipping spots, but he couldn't get through certain, cra- you know, certain cracks or areas because of his spikes wouldn't let him go through these like thin walls or sliding and sniffing <laughs> through. So maybe the spikes could, you know, retract, you know, they could go into him. And then when he comes out, they come back out. I think it'd be a weird off guard thing too. Like when he'd be fighting people, you know, especially. Well, it, some well, yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's part of his skin, maybe he can control it, you know, wouldn't that be weird? Yeah. I mean, if yeah. it was skin, you know, like he looked like, you know, okay, just this guy is purple. He's got some kind of, uh, bluish dress I mean not dress I mean armor I didn't mean a dress people I meant like you know armor in case you think I was nuts but yeah some kind of like you know blue colored but then when he's ready to fight and maybe it would be like you know when quills will pop out yeah Yeah. I mean it could have been something different might be absolutely stupid and people might think it's terrible but eh, just trying to run and spitball ideas for something well frankly I hate it well thank you (laughs) 
Tyler's like, I'm just waiting. Yep, okay, Joe. No, no, I mean, I, I almost felt, felt like, uh, it, it could be written, you know, when you're, if you're doing a story with the character. And I mean, if they went that way, that's fine. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't dispute that at all. And I, I mean, I could also see it as being like his Achilles heel that, I mean, it's depicted in Spike or Strikes where He-Man grabs him by the feet and swings him at a tree and he's stuck. Exactly. You know? Yeah. You know, so yeah, I could see that his strongest, uh, trait could also be his, his biggest weakness. And, and if they didn't go that route, I could see that being like one of those things where, you know, if you can, because in, and I could see in NYP because he's, he's definitely drawn as a very hulkish character. Like you don't, yeah. I can't yeah. see him as someone who would be doing, you know, mechanic weapon twirls and, and all that other nonsense and flipping through the air that like King Randor did, dear God. Yeah, no, 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 um, no, no. He's I, too big I of a character. Like a big battery ram character. Someone that, that could tear a tree apart with one slash of his trident, you know, would, would love to just grab a hold of you and just give you a bear hug that would, you know, obviously, um, give hurt you. you. Um, or is it like Brian said, you just been spiked, sucker. You know, <laughs> some nonsense like that. Dear God, I do not want to hear Spiker talk like that. But um. no, but I mean, he he would definitely be one of the huge characters, like Clawful and and Whiplash. You know, I, that's the way I would see him, like really big. Uh, but you know, not dumbed down. I see him as a smarter character. And, I don't know uh, the way they dumped down Whiplash and Clawful. I could see yeah, Clawful being the next. Yeah, victim. I mean, you never know the way that they would do it. But you know, hopefully they would have done him right, and you know, and maybe they would bring the the. Uh, the blacksmith thing in and maybe teach a uh, trap draw a thing into uh not trap draw i'm sorry triclops a thing into uh or maybe work with him or something you know i can see but, him probably uh, doing his own thing whereas triclops is working in the lab you got you know spikers down from the lower depths where it's hotter working in you know with amongst the lava you know to yeah 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 yeah, like yeah using, using the lava as his fire to uh you know you, you know make weapons and stuff like that but I, I want to I want to touch on the filmation part real quick because I know that oh, was something Lord. that I I it's it, I really just I would love to wonder and I and I'm I, just one of those things where you just kind of feel like did, did the voice editor walk out of the room and just like grape soda just kind of spill on the recording tape I they're doing you know because it's it's just like Blue Shimer probably you know not. He did a lot of great voices, but that's one of those voices where you just feel like what ha- the, the the editor must have just walked out of the room when he was recording Lou Scheimer doing that that the dialect for all his appearances, and it just was like skipping because it's just like what 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 were they thinking of? But they probably like oh, yeah. it's brilliant, simply brilliant. We've never done that kind of voice before. Do you think it's just so they didn't want to? I mean, obviously, you know, they didn't want to be scaring the kids or whatever, so maybe making them sound I don't know, too bad was was just was given a very lovable look. And a, a voice that was not too far from what Spike Or was given. And I, mean, I, I was so excited, weren't you? I mean, I remember when I was a kid, yeah, when, when I, I was seen Spike Or, I was like, oh my God, he's on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the Christmas story, too, he was in it, you know. He, he was, yeah, he was the one that was uh, picking on Ralphie. Right. <laughs> the Christmas story with the. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, kid, get over here, you know. And it says, you know, make, like, you know, cry, like, baby, cry. No. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I remember because uh, I I got the tapes on bootleg and I saw him in the uh, Visitors from Earth episode, and he's not giving any dialogue in that. He's just he he, he approaches uh, the male astronaut. I forget what his name was. Um, Mark Blaze, I think that's his name, and you just see him approach him holding his trident as if like this this is what you want to see when you see Spike or is introduced. It's this very imposing character that's going to come. And grab you and take you into Snake Mountain because who's going to argue with that guy, a guy covered in spikes and missing a hand? Right, right. But and then of course you see him in the games and uh, the Gambler and the Christmas special, and he's just um, yeah. Well, just, he didn't have a really big part in the Christmas special either. No, but he's got one of the most memorable parts because it was you know so weird and and of course well I mean that's that's you know. That kind of speaks for the entire Christmas special. Would you so. prefer he just didn't talk at all? Is that what you'd prefer? Maybe you know, I almost feel like he's a character that probably did, like, like when you first see him, he doesn't say some sort of quip as he's approaching, you know, Captain Blaze. He's just walking towards him as an imposing character. And you know what? There wasn't any mute villains in the show other than like maybe Chimera with Count Marzo and something like that. But 
Right. Yeah, I think yeah. he could have gotten away even in NYP or any other depictions of Spike Rose. Like he is a character that doesn't say much; he lets his actions speak for itself. And uh, because he is such yeah, a, I, I can go for that. Yeah, I said, Joe, I think that's a brilliant idea. Thank you. I can think of something yeah. once in a while. Absolutely. Which makes me. You want me to shoot another idea? Because I mean, now that we, we, we pretty much covered well, now all his ego's bladed here, and it's just going to take like, off. Oh, he's it's like, hey, <laughs> fully he's optimistic like now. He's like, wait, I was given a compliment. He likes me. Let me try one more. Well, now that we covered Spiker, which, like I said, fantastic character, I love him, and that's what makes me want to lead to one other thing. Something they nobody's really, I don't think, mentioned. You know, we know Super Seven obviously is doing three and three quarters figures. They're doing five and a right. half inch. They're doing classics. They're doing muscle. But how cool could it be, possibly, if fans demanded enough? What if they could ask if the Four Horsemen in a way could finish in a way in 2000X figure form or staction form and give us Spike or and give us some of the other characters we didn't get? You know, we See, didn't get them. That, 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 now you're on to something. Because See, I would that's like something... to have those in classics. Like, give us what they intended for Spike or. Well, not, no, not only classics. that, I mean. I still, like I said, the 2000X line, even though they continued it into Staction form, people still consider both, I guess, kind of get, you know, together still, yeah. even though Stactions are mind blowing. But I still want that feel. I want that design. You want that, I, you, you, you kind of want yeah. the movement of the, uh, you know, right. the legs. I want those finished. I want to get, like scare, yeah, I want yeah. scare Glow. I want to have Spike or I want to have some of those characters, obviously, Rotar, Twistoid, whatever, characters we didn't get to finish for that. 2000X figure slash into Staction line. I think that could be fantastic if it could be done. Will it be done? Yeah, I would, I, I, honestly, I would love to get the Horde Armor He-Man, man. That, that, that artwork is amazing. That's something I would love I to get. I wanted that Jitsu so bad, man. I, 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 I would have still loved to have gotten Jitsu. Yeah, with the ponytail and, and, uh, intact. Yeah, and, and the nice kind of pointy beard and the massive hand. I, I, right. I, just I love that. that. I love it. it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think because the, the, uh, I, you know, honestly, I had to pick between the two. I'd rather go with the staction form because I feel like you could throw in a lot more attention to detail. Because yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, yeah. we're putting them on the shelf to be sitting there anyway, you know. And yeah, I and don't, I mean, well, here's the thing: is like, let's say they, you know, did them in that type of detail staction form, but if they wanted to get slight posability, because they had, you know, obviously no posability for the stations, but if they give them a little bit, it's just. Because to me, those are still my favorites, are the stations. I love it. Like you said, Jitsu was just mind-blowing. I felt so bad for everybody that was getting broken ponytails, because I just right. I have mine on the bottom shelf, and I have stuff kind of like in front of his feet, because I, I don't want the risk of mine having a broken ponytail. That freaks me out after hearing of the amount of poor ponytails that broke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Coffee yeah. agrees. No, that wasn't yeah, coffee. That, was yeah, that, that, was, that was Munson. <laughs> Munson agreed with you guys. <laughs> Okay, so that's Roy my quick side rant. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's my quick side <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, he's, he's named after uh, Thurman Munson, uh, number 15 of the Yankees. Oh, okay. Uh, so I soon to get Munson out here, then it's like... Yeah, that's yeah, what everybody King says. Kingpin. King. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's my side rant. So if you want, we can go to commercial, and then we come back, do another quick covering of something, but I, I had to do my side rant. Yeah, that's fine. Let's go to commercial. You're listening to a podcast from PopCultureNetwork.com. All right, guys, we're back from break, and uh, we're going to do Joe's Got Something in Store for us. Joe, take it away, buddy. I wanted to talk about an episode, a Filmation episode that maybe many people don't talk about, and that's uh, Quest for the Sword. Now, of course, I'm not going to go through the whole entire thing. Bit by bit, we can say stuff, but this is an episode as a kid. Yeah, there was parts I liked, and then there was parts that just kind of irritated me and and that right. was even, it was even as oh, shut up tyler and even as a kid kind of irritated me and i'm sure tyler's probably gonna go back and forth with me i'm sure maybe but okay one cool no let's get right to it they're at this where of a place at the beginning and i don't know if they're gonna have a picnic or something and and suddenly this volcano erupts I had to watch it again because, like I said, it was in my head last week. I was like, I got to watch this again to see if it was as crazy as I remembered. So this volcano erupts. It starts splitting the ground in half and open, whatever. And you hear a woman screaming, you know, somebody save my children. You know, please save the children, like, you know, from The Simpsons, that one lady. Yeah, yeah, Miss Lovejoy. Miss Lovejoy, yeah. (laughs) Save my children. And so, of course, you know, Adam has to dash off into the woods with Cringer to turn into He-Man, blah, blah, blah. 
they were being vocal on talking about this kind of um vine. I don't know if they call it iron vine or something. They yeah, said iron it's, vine. Okay, iron right. vine, and they said there's some iron vine, and they said yeah, it's unbreakable or whatever. So He Man puts it to a test because he was going to try to jump the hole with Battle Cat, but it was too far. Orca was going to fly over it, but apparently he would have got sucked down into the current. That yeah, he would have floated down. Yeah, because remember, Orco can't fly any higher. Right, he can only close. fly right at that level. He can't go higher, apparently. But, well, anyways, He-Man wants to put this iron vine to the test. He ties it to a sword, boom, pulls, you know, the ground over. Man-at-arms goes over, gets kids, comes back. <laughs> okay. And so then He-Man loses control of the, uh, the iron vine. I mean, loses grip. And the sword, you know, and the ground opens up and he loses it. So this is when He-Man says, let me get the Wind Raider to go get the sword. Because, oh, because the sword then was taken by a big rock creature. This is where you see the rock creatures, Raybar and some other one with some crazy teeth. Togar. I think it's this. Togar. 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 Okay. So He-Man's like, let me get the Wind Raider to go across. Okay. Why didn't you just use that Wind Raider at the beginning? Why didn't you just use the Wind Raider (laughs) to go over and get the kids? Why did you have to go through this whole theatrics and everything? So this is what I mean. Later, there's a part that sure is cool, but the whole part of how it got to it as a kid, and I still haven't changed my opinions at all. An adult, it drove me nuts. Like, it's I said, like why didn't like why why waste all that time? Right? Why why waste all the time? Right. So then here's the other thing. Um, you know, Raybar, whatever, and Togar, they, uh, Raybar gets the sword and goes into his hole or whatever, and these rocks fall and block the entrance. He-Man. My sword. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He-Man gets one of the rocks, moves it, and then more rocks come down. And he's like, oh, I won't be able to get through all those rocks or whatever they said. They said, let's go back and get the battle ram. So they go back to the palace to get the battle ram. Ram Man's there and of course wants to go with them. They arrive with the battle ram. But, you know, Ram Man decides to smash into the rocks. He does it, I think, three times and it opens. Well, here's two things. One, He-Man cutting a punch at? How many times have we seen He-Man punch a rock, punch a, a mile stick, steel, <laughs> everything? But you can't punch these rocks, but Ram Man can go through it. And also, you went through all this trouble to beat the, I mean, bring the battle ram for nothing. The battle ram, it didn't even do nothing. I was like, why did you bring this? What, just to, uh, was that product placement? Like transport. they show the battle ram? Yeah, it just, yeah. It, it drove me bonkers. But then it got to parts where when they were down there, you seen about Raybar thinking, you know, Raybar have sword, Raybar leader, you know, sword powerful. And then right. Togar gets man at arms as a pistol or laser pistol. And, you know, because they think, you know, that makes them powerful. Well, after they caused some destruction that was going to like make the place collapse in on him. He-Man grabs this uh, one pillar or whatever to hold it, a support beam. And then Togar and them had to help Man-at-Arms push this one rock underneath to save the day. And then they realized, you know what, we, we don't need these weapons to be a leader, which that was a cool message. And they threw the sword and that pistol into a bottomless pit. And then it was bottomless. There was nothing He-Man could do. So now He-Man really was freaked out with this Right. This thought of, there is never no more Prince Adam. It's you just, can see like the scare in, the, in his eyes, you know. Yeah, and they played that frightful music. It's just yeah. gonna be in, in, in Battle Cat now. Well, at the end, you right. find out. See, Orko also looked at that pit, thought there might have been magic that would enhance him or something. Well, they didn't pay attention to Orko. Orko apparently was supposed to went down that pit, and on his way flying up, he got He Man Sword Save the Day. So those are cool moments, but the moments that drove me nuts. Tyler, I know you've been holding and biting your tongue, and fans out there, I apologize for rambling. I had to do it, but now I want Tyler, Tyler, make me make sense out of it, because it drove me bonkers. I know, yes, that's how they had, you know, how they had to write it, but I wish they could have wrote a different way, because it drove me nuts. Go. Sorry. Okay, people do realize this is coming from a guy who would probably never, never, ever dispute the illogical moments in horror movies, particularly Friday the 13th movies. Now, I certainly wouldn't do that. But here is, you know, Rotten Amato is, is trying to tear this story apart, asking for, where is the logic here, people? Well, why do you use the wind rate? people are not using cell, uh, telephones or going straight to the police or just getting the hell out of Crystal Lake and, and all these other things. Because we wouldn't have a movie. We would not have Jason doing what he does best. But Joe finds it more satisfying. To come to my house, Jamie Lee Curtis was down there. <laughs> you know, and start, you know, bringing this this garbage to my doorstep 
and telling me to deal with it here. Well, I'm going to take this bag of rotten tomatoes here, and I'm going to beat him over uh, the head with it. Uh, rotten, rotten tomatoes. All right. Attack of the rotten tomatoes. About the, the whole, uh, you know, why wasn't he using the Wind Raider here, people? Well, just part, of, part of that is to, like, we can't have this massive hole inside, you know, a, in the, we, we, people are going to, you know, get killed. It's going to be a dangerous thing. He's also trying to bring bring the two pieces of land back together, you know. And of course, then they start coming back together when he's trying to keep it apart, so so they can't get the sword and everything. But um, you know, the Tyler, those, you know what I got out of it? I'll tell what? you what I got out of it. He man figured this is what it was. My sword is more important than them kids. I would take the Wind Raider to go get my sword. But for the kids, I will risk this crazy rope and pulling and maybe them falling to their death. I'm not going to use the Wind Raider for them, but I'm going to use it for my sword. That's what it is. He-Man's yeah. terrible. Terrible yeah, man. Well, he, he's trying well, to he keep, needs, he's he, trying to he, keep he the ground from going any further apart there, Amato. <laughs> oh, oh, but there's... Good well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go I ahead. see no, it I, as he had to get a sword, thing, too. What's that? I see it as he had to get a sword, too, because he knew he had to be transformed back to Prince Adam. Because if yep. not, there'd be a lot of explaining to do. Well, I'm, I'm, as, as a kid, to me, it was all about the power sword, which this episode pissed me off as a child because I'm thinking, yeah. this, this rock oh, yeah. creature's got He-Man's sword. I, I was just like, right. I love those rock creatures, by the way. Oh, ahead. man. It's, it's Super 7, give us a ray bar, you know, because yes, that, that character absolutely. was that, that character that was model a giant was figure. So that'd fun. be sweet. Absolutely. But, that'd be really um, cool. If people had any dispute with the Tila episode and my thoughts on Tila, and how she's written. This is an episode that, without question, depicts everything that was written so poorly about Tila, the captain of the guard. Right. So you know th- this this character is written from beginning to end. Just can't wait to bust Adam's balls. I mean, all the time. It's just like this. This woman has. She always gives him crap. I mean, th- this is the the. the the, probably the best example because the entire episode she has written is that she just can't wait to humiliate and embarrass and tell off Adam. Where I mean, it's just like, lady, you, it's like, what are you in fifth grade here? You know, you and know? that's a shame because Tyler, I mean, you know, you're right. I mean, I know there's times they, they were having her do that in the cartoon and others. I loved how they portrayed Teal, of course, but I mean, I agree. This was the one time it was over the top because I never really know. I mean, not saying I don't notice it, but I know how you love, you know, Pointing out about Tila. Well, uh, I noticed is... it as a kid because she was such a bossy character, and as as a young kid, I was just like, I don't like you at all. You're bossing people around yeah. all the time. Yeah, this one was unfortunately not flattering for her, and that was a shame. They shouldn't have did it because they really did make you know, her seem it, very. Yeah. You know what it is too? It's like she bosses him around and treats him like dirt. And but but the power the problem is, is like that's he man. Like you know that's the thing. Like. But he can't come out and tell her that. That's the problem. Like we all know that that yeah, Prince Adam is He Man, and he has the duty to protect Eternia. But she's the one that's always like, oh, you're screwing off. Oh, you're doing this. You know, you should be doing this. Or blah blah blah. And blah, you know, you know. I didn't even pay attention to that though. What's strange is in this episode, there were so many of the other things I didn't notice. I mean, I know Tyler. He his T Lar. That's his radar. He he picks up on that. Yeah, my, my T Lars, you know, on high alert. <laughs> exactly, the T-Lar is on high T-Lar. alert. I like that word. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just, there you go. I trademarked it right I now. Like I that. Trademarked it. But, um, I, I guess now I just noticed it, but I really didn't pay attention until you just said it. But, okay. Because he's well, too busy just... trying to tear the episode apart with his Friday the 13th logic. Hey, guy, I'm <laughs> using the wind radio here to go get the kids and so it. Hey, guy, you know. Okay, well, what's the matter? I'm here. Hey, buddy. Well, now defend, defend that rock. That killed me, too. Why couldn't He-Man just punch the rocks out? Why do you have to go back to the palace? Why did they get the battle ram that they didn't use? But I think it was to get Ram-Man, because Ram-Man did his acrobatic scene underground. But it annoyed me that Ram-Man was able... Oh, oh Ram-Man can go through the rock, but He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe, can't punch through that rock? Oh, come on now. Explain that one, Tyler. Of course, He-Man, He-Man do it without rock, you know what? We need our entourage of heroic warriors for this episode here. We need a reason to bring in somebody else other than Man at Arms to give us his pointless exposition for a lot of stuff that he does in so many episodes. Couldn't Rain Man yeah. just been on the picnic with him? Why couldn't he just been on the picnic? He could have been no, there. No, for no, the <laughs> no. It, it's more dramatic. It's like we got to get Rain Man in the story here, guy. You know, if if, if 
Um, I mean, yeah. I, like, I, I, I mean, I, Tyler, I agree. I mean, yeah, you do need to bring in the other characters, but at the same time, I agree with, with, with Joe. It's like, you have seen He-Man punch through thousands of things before. Like, why couldn't he do it in, in, instead of Ram-Man? Because I mean, I, I, Act, you know, that He-Man used more than his muscles to defeat Skeletor. Do you know what it was? If you said his brain, you were right. And just yeah, like a muscle, your brain is something that you can develop to give yourself great power. <laughs> yeah, which is that, why that's, he that's, got Ram Man. So, he also, go ahead, keep going. No, I, 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 you know what, I think I'm getting just wrapped up in the moment here. I, 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 <laughs> I, I just, it's, it's a fun episode and, and Joe it just like, fun. Yeah. It's it, Joe. Just he likes to tear apart a lot of good things, which is why he wears his Friday the Thirteenth mask because he has to hide the shame of like he just he wants to keep. Because if people find out what he looked like, and that this is the guy that's tearing apart all these wonderful things, get him. That's right, get him, get no, him, hurry up. I did. Get no, the, I mean, get, like, get the mob going. That's right. He'll be showing and up at like, Joe's house with pitchforks and 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 and, and, yeah. and uh, torches and stuff like that. You know, he'd be Thanks. running up to the bell tower with coffee. I enjoyed it though. Like I said, I did like the episode once it got into the the bottom, if you will, when they went down there. But just that whole lead up, I don't know why. It just I I can't get past it. And what's weird is I I, you know, as a kid, like I said, I enjoyed all the episodes. And I'm sure I can pick parts, but I just remember it drove me bonkers as a kid and it still did, at least that lead up. But now let's get into where they went down there. And that's when it was good kind of lessons, moments, and it was kind of cool. Yeah, I, and I, I, as a kid, I, I did find kind of Raybar a bit, a bit frightening and that whole area. Cause I, it went, and, you know, and, and watching it, there's this certain piece of music that plays in, in a lot of episodes when you're showcasing like impending danger or a situation. And when they hear the rock people down there, it's just kind of like. Well, when he had Keyman's sword too, that was kind of cool, you know, that, 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 not, not many people in, in in the entire series actually held He-Man's sword besides He-Man, so that was kind of strange too. You know, that was kind of like symbolic, sort of of uh of his strength. You know. Yeah, and uh, I I just I just kind of I the the rock creatures themselves I thought were designed pretty good, like very, you know, I I thought they were. Very odd looking, but but also you felt very sorry for them too, you know. And it's and it was just kind of one of those things where you you, you just kind of it's it's fun to to see a lot more of eternity other than just kind of random people here and random right. person here. You've got people right. below, you know, if you want to even call it subternia, so to speak, in the filmation style there that there's right. a, a yeah, clan of rock true. people that live down there that are very. Yeah, peaceful kind of Neanderthal-like, but but they don't know they 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 they're, they're shunned from the earth. They really don't know the the, the right from wrong, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. And, and it, it, it's interesting, you know, that they they have personality that they don't really. Uh, but obviously, they come out and about and see how people are acting because they quickly see, you know, this sword is what you know, you know, like you know, it's it's something that Man Arms mentioned. He's probably seen people like Skeletor using weapons as a sign of like. You know, I'm a leader. I, I'm the the, the baddest in the world, guy. You know, by by help holding something like that, and obviously, uh, right. uh, uh, Togar. Uh, I, I was, gosh, I, I swear, if I go back and rewatch this episode, his name's Toga and not Togar. I'm gonna say uh, Togar. I'm, Here, wait, wait, hold up. I will quote that I'm saying his name is Togar, and if, if I'm wrong, remember, everybody, you can you can just come out on me. Don't don't do it to Tyler, but I'm for sure it's Togar, not Toga. But if it's Toga... No, 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 I, not, not, not like Toga, like Toga, Toga, like John Belushi Toga, but... Uh, uh, I think I, it is Togar. Yeah, but, I think it is Togar, too, yeah. I mean, you're uh, right, though. I mean, these... It is a peace, they're a peaceful race of people. They, they even draw on the walls and stuff like these lighthearted pictures. And they were, like you said, they were frightened when Raybar had the weapon. They, they don't want that, you know, kind of leader or that kind of like anger. Plus, Raybar's right. got fangs, dude. What's that? He's, he's quite, you know, for a rock creature, he's got fangs, man. He's quite vicious looking. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah. It just his initial design makes him look frightening when He-Man and, and, and him were kind of duking it out. Um, I, I just thought he was kind of a, a creepy character. Only in that episode, not when I saw the same rock creature rise out of the lava in Evelyn's plot, and then you see him again as like a sand demon, I think, in Temple of the Sun. Um, yeah, he's popped up quite a bit in different ways. Yeah. Screw. Yeah, which which was which was interesting, and it, it was I didn't have like a an amount of moment like 
hey, man, they use that same character model in the other episode, and then go to the drawing board trying to figure out why, why where is the logic here? You know, I picture him with Mata. He's got his chalkboard to dry erase board. He's <laughs> doing all these equations trying to find the logic. Why would He-Man be doing this here? You know. You know what yeah. we found out too? We found out He-Man's a coward. You know why? Oh, oh I had to just Tyler, just to screw around Tyler and Brian. You both hear. Well, remember, he said, you know, sword make me leader, and He-Man said, that yeah. sword is your leader. He makes you a coward or whatever he said. I was like, oh, so He-Man's a coward because it's your sword. But whatever. No, all it makes him is a bully. Yeah, that's true. Or bully. Yeah, bully or coward. Yeah, bully. I'm a bully. I'm sorry. But he meant, I'm sorry. See, I quoted it wrong. See, I don't know the stuff like Tyler, but you knew what I was getting to. So, okay. He man isn't a coward. Even, even a so. Yeah, all right. Let, let's, let's say that, you know, Rotten Amato here got this quote right. That still does not mean, because if that were the case, that means he means walking around with the sword, you know, hey, King Randor, hey, Tila, you know, you know, just, Slinging the sword all over the place, you know that well, that would make sense. Thanks, Zoro. Yeah, yeah, like he's counting, constantly making ages on people's chests, yeah, right? Back something like that, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. If, if that were the case, then then, then uh, I guess I guess yeah, He Man's a, a big coward for walking around yeah. with the sword out. Well, that's just like I said. I just give everybody a hard time. I don't really mean it, but uh, no, I mean it was. And, and at the end, as you see, they had this giant ladder that you know they used to go up into the you know outside world. And after that madness and what they seen of like how things could be bad, they took that ladder down and decided they're just going to stay down there and not go into the outside world no more, right? Yeah, it's 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 a fun fun take because you you've seen that kind of aspect of 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 kind of uh, uh tribes and movies and things like that that aren't fully aware of how the outside world works and they kind of like to keep their their small encompassed you know world to them is very very simple and not have it disrupted ripples in the water so to speak. Um, right. And it it was fun for them to go that far and say you know what we almost lost our lives and our entire home. Because we 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 lost control over just these two weapons here, and that's something that we you know what our our world is working fine without it. We don't need to be tempted by it again, so let's just close it off. It was it was a nice character um, uh, development for the characters of the of the uh, of those rock people. Um, sure, it was fun and definitely and cannot be stressed enough. There are so many great filmation episodes, and it, you know it's you, you see a lot of people in social media stuff like that kind of dismiss filmation a lot. Right. And you only see certain episodes just get. You gotta watch out. them all. It's not that tough, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of stinkers you out gotta there. See. It'd be stupid yeah. to, sit to say they're all great because they certainly aren't. But there's a lot of really good ones. And this is a prime example of something that just nobody, nobody ever talks about Quest for the Sword. You know, so it was just so exciting to finally talk about this episode because yeah. it's, it's, it's a good episode that doesn't feature Skeletor. Doesn't feature any other one shot villains. They're just right, um, right, rock creatures that, and it's just a simple story that apparently Joe just couldn't handle. <laughs> no, and that's the thing, because I mean, and you know, you're right, it didn't need. And that Brian supports all these complaints here, and I just want to throw my hands up and and just that's walk. Right, I'm gonna get all this hate mail. No, that's the thing is, oh, you're like, hey Tyler, man, your your viewpoints in this episode are stupid. Well, like I said, I did enjoy this episode. I mean, the beginning that led to it, like I said, annoyed me as a kid. And still, I just can't get past it, and it still irks me a little. But once it got past that and they got in there, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was really good. I mean, it was a good episode. Just the beginning parts I had to always question and nitpick. But yeah, hey, I it, can't nitpick and, and also, it was it was a good storyline about, you know, when he had the sword and the, and the other rock reaches were, you know, they were like... Uh, you know, they They're frightened of violence. Frightened, right? They didn't, you know, like, oh, you have a weapon. You know, like weapons are bad or whatnot. You know, so it, it, it was a good story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one of those things too, where it's like it, it's a good message, but it's not beating beating over your head. You know, is is a right. like you're being, you know, hey, look at this lesson we're teaching you here. You know, it was weaved into the story and not felt like you know you're like, oh man, do we have to learn something while we're watching this here? <laughs> and so yeah. I think they, they go to watch it. They'll enjoy it, but I mean, if you never, ha- you know, have seen it before, I mean, like I say, go ahead and watch it. It's on YouTube, you know, Quest for the Sword, and yeah. then see if you think Joe's just nuts with what he said about the beginning, or you might agree. And yeah, because <laughs> like I, I usually don't nitpick them like that. I really don't. Like it's just that's the only thing that drove me. Yeah, Mister O, optimistic here. Mister O, optimistic. So. Well, let's yeah. let's 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 uh, change gears for a second and. uh 
Let's just say that in a couple of days, we will finally get that He-Man Thundercats crossover comic. It's uh coming out October 5th. We're so, going to talk about that. When's it coming? Uh, I, I thought it was this Wednesday, because new comics come out on Wednesdays. Yeah, October 5th. I thought that was the 4th. Is it today, the 4th? Uh, it is the 5th, yeah, because uh, today is... Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I thought I saw somewhere. Yeah, Brian was right on that. One. I, I thought for for some reason I thought I saw the fourth attack. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, you can usually, usually the comics do come out the fourth, but for some yeah, reason sometimes they do. Out the fifth. Yeah. Right. Yeah, comics yeah. usually come out on Tuesday, but this one's coming out on Wednesday. So, Brian, but, uh, I, and there's Brian, a couple of variant colors too. So, Brian, you gotta lay off the herb, okay? Wednesday <laughs> is the fifth. And Wednesday yeah, is saying. Wednesday is always New Comic Book Day. I thought Tuesdays were. No, Tuesday Tuesday sometimes the stores will get them to do inventory on them, but they can't sell them until Wednesday. Unless uh, you got a hookup. Well, unless yeah, you I work get, there, I like get, I do. I, I get hook up. I'm sorry, but yeah, you you, you got to let the herb settle down a little bit there, Brian. Okay, <laughs> I don't smoke, brother. Uh huh. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. Well, everybody, you go to your comic store. You go get that comic because next week we're going to discuss it. So it's going to be slightly a spoiler episode, and we'll you know let everybody know that. But uh, yeah, we we are definitely ready for this crossover comic. I hope it's really good, and I think it's going finally, to be. It's finally here after all these months of talking about it. We're finally going to yeah. get it. Hopefully, it's well worth the wait. And again, like I said, there's a couple of different variant covers. So uh, if you're good with your comic book shop, make sure you uh, ask to get them because I already did. So I think there's and three. Don't be going out on Tuesday. Yeah, no, go on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm going tomorrow. I'm going tomorrow. I, I get I get the Joe's hook up. Joe's gonna camp out. He's gonna camp out on Tuesday. Oh, I don't need to camp out. I'm gonna get the hook up. I'm gonna have that thing early. And I'm not saying which comic book store it is because then they'll get closed down. See, I, I'm I'm causing uh, public uh, I don't know issues here. So maybe I nope. I'm gonna get it Wednesday. I'm not getting it tomorrow. <clears throat> So, just wanted to uh, let everybody know about that. And uh, Tyler, why don't you give us your uh, recommendations, buddy? Well, this week, uh, I believe I'm going to recommend uh, Pawns of the Game Master. And uh, I'm not sure what Joe has in mind with his Thundercat comparison with the. Uh Oh, I know what you're going to do. I don't know what he's got planned, but okay. I'm sure there's something coming coming down the pipeline that concerns this episode. But mm. it's a it's a real fun episode that has, you know, obviously the three uh, henchmen of the game master, the humanoid, uh, insect man, and bear man. I have to give credit to James E. Talk for that because they are not name checked in the episode. So unless you have the script, which I don't, and really nobody knows knew what their names were, so I have to give him credit for that one. Um, but they are three very interesting characters, and that one that people seem to think, you know, it looks like Panthro, but, you know, we'll, we'll let Joe dig into his, uh, uh, his, um, feature length discussion on, on whatever that might be coming up. But a brilliant episode. Hoping to God we get a, a game master, uh, at some point, even three henchmen, but it's a fun episode. Um, is somebody going nuts with their dishes? We can't hear what Tyler's Sorry, doing. I was just getting some ice. Oh, go ahead. No. But uh, that that's my uh, fun recommendation of that. And the, to finish off the Thundercats recommendation, I'm probably going to have to go with... Um, um, oh, shoot. I'm drawing a blank here all of a sudden. Um, you let all the Thundercats I, Come on. I, I, oh, grief. I'm, I mean, some this fan is, you are. Hush. <laughs> uh, oh, Oh, um, oh, um, the Thundercutter, and I, I don't, gosh, this is, I've been re- doing th- Thundercat recommendations for several months here, but I'm hoping the Thundercutter I have not recommended. But even if I have, who cares? It's a fantastic episode anyway because that introduces <laughs> Hachiman to the series, and uh, we get a good face off of, of Lino versus Hachiman the Samurai over the four day drop. Um, we get a ninja introduced in this episode and it's it's one of those episodes as a kid i thought was like an hour long because it's so rich in its story like so much goes on in this 22 minute episode with the introduction of hachiman his his journey to find lino and to and destroy him lino's going to uh the tree people with uh uh, uh to, to bring a, a device that warns them of enemies 
And then you've got, you know, the, the battle with the mutants. So there's a lot going on in this episode. If you've not watched the Thundercutter, um, it's, it's got, it's, it's rich and full of story. It's, it's an excellent Thundercat episode. So that will be my, my send off to help kind of push and promote Thundercats if people don't already like it already. Then I, I pity you fools. <laughs> Very okay, good. Go, Mr. T. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, for me, just uh, like always, go to Vintage Obscure uh, Masters of the Universe page on Facebook. Go to Masters and Mythos, Children of Eternia, Descendants of Grayskull, Motu Nation, and Masters of the Universe, the ultimate fan group. That's my new group. And you can check them out. And also go to Fans of Power Facebook page and, of course, uh, fansofpower.com. Alrighty. It's my turn, huh? Go to uh, my page, uh, Masters of the Galaxy. Go to popculturenetwork.com. Go to hemanworld.com. And until next time, guys, rock on. Have a powerful day. I don't puke when I drink. I puke when I don't. Well, with the whole Munson thing going on, I had to quote Woody Harrelson from Kingpin. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. Nice one. Nice one. Very good. (laughs) I love uh, that movie.